Welcome to Asshole Court, the podcast where a group of lifelong friends choose a controversial public figure and examine their history through available public records and various publications to determine if that person is as much of an asshole as the general public suspects. The 11-point scoring works like this. On the low side, a score of 1 equals an asshole rating equivalent to Mr. Rogers. And on the high side, a score of 11 equals an asshole rating equivalent to Hitler. Pre-show asshole scores are given, and at the end of the show, after all information has been laid out, all three judges will give their final score. The subject's final score will be the average of these three numbers. Just a reminder, our judgment has no legal weight, is strictly an opinion, and is subject to change at any time, especially in the case of new evidence. It shouldn't be taken seriously, so just don't. A famous dad, a famous brother, a lengthy career in both film and television, a reputation as a fun-loving bad boy, the highest paying per show contract in U.S. television history. Charlie Sheen has lived a charmed life, but throughout it all, there has always been an underlying sense that something is off, like way off. Like climbing into the plush luxurious cabin of a Gulfstream G600 for a transcontinental flight only to be overwhelmed by the stench of crack smoke and screams emanating from the cockpit. Charlie Sheen's life is one that on the surface seems enviable, but when actually endured might be just the opposite. As was apparent to anyone with working eyes and a functioning brain, Charlie Sheen's infamous meltdown in 2011 showcased that the actor was struggling through some very deep-seated psychological issues. And look, we're not here to judge whether Sheen is a good actor or a crazy person. The question we want to try to answer today is, is the only thing that Charlie Sheen is hashtag winning an asshole award? And let me be clear here. Drug addiction and suffering mental illness do not inherently make a person an asshole. We won't be examining whether Charlie Sheen is an asshole through the lens of drug use or a penchant for sexual adventurousness as moral failings. Rather, we'll be examining whether Charlie Sheen was an asshole while he used mountains of drugs and participated in sexual encounters that would make Caligula blush. Welcome to the Charlie Sheen episode of Asshole Court. All right, guys, so let's get the preliminary scores. Randy, you want to go? Yeah, absolutely. So I first remember Charlie Sheen from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, one of my favorite movies of all time. He was the drugged out guy in the police station talking to Ferris's sister, Jeannie. I read that he stayed up all night to get into character to play that part. Two nights, actually. He stayed up for over 48 hours. Wow. All to, right. For all that right. Part. So um, I know the first movie I really liked him in and grew a little bit of a a liking for Charlie Sheen was Major League. Sure. Oh, Man, fantastic Ricky movie. Vaughn is one of my most favorite movie characters of right. all time. This guy was awesome. With that being said, you kind of watch his acting career apex and kind of flatten out, and then you do see some of the stuff that happened in his later life. Asshole-wise, I've heard some stuff, right? Sure. And I'm sure we'll dive into a lot of the detail of it today. On the surface, though, average guy is a 3 to a 4. Charlie's rolling in for me to 5.0. Okay. Buddy? I've been watching Charlie Sheen since I was a kid. You know, all those movies started to come out when I was just coming up. And uh, I loved, just like Randy said, I loved Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I loved Major League. And I even loved Hot Shots. So he, Love Hot Shots. Hell oh, yeah. It's a great hell movie. Yeah. Great movie. And so I always was very fond of him. Uh, I mean, he wasn't the best actor in the world. But, you know, he did a really good job at what he was doing. As far as him being an asshole... From everything that I looked at, I didn't really see him being as much of an asshole. I think that he was somebody who had a lot of money and just wanted to keep the party going all the time. You think? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. But does that really make you an asshole at right. the end of the day? Right. You know, like, you're out in Hollywood, you've got fake people around you all the time, and mm -hmm. there's leeches out there that just want to live off of your money as well. I would assume for Charlie, he was somebody that was just really looking for people to party with, people to hang out with, and just blow through all that money that he accumulated. Um, I don't really think that that makes him so much of an asshole, but I'm sure some things are going to come to light throughout this episode that may change my mind. But my initial score for 
Charlie Sheen is actually right there with Randy. I'm at a 5.0. If the average guy is a 3 or a 4, I really don't think he's an asshole. I think he was just somebody that had a lot of money, did a lot of drugs, and maybe made a lot of bad decisions while he was on a lot of drugs. Okay. Yeah, for me, I so uh, let me just be clear. Yeah, he's not an average guy, apparently. No, he, we not. both made this statement. If an average guy is a three or a four, I like you know he's not a major asshole, but <laughs> it sounds like he's probably a little bit more of an asshole than a normal guy. Right. Well, I think right. that that's where arrogance kind of plays a little yeah, bit. Yeah, there you go. Play. There you go. Yeah. I think he's arrogant, but mm-hmm. does that really translate to an asshole? Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I same boat. I Hot Shots is like one of my favorite movies. I love those spoof movies. So. Also, Platoon was great. Yeah, it Major was. League was great. Wall Street was great. So, you know, I don't have a problem with him. But except for, I had paid attention a lot during that meltdown, and uh, so I knew a little bit about him. Not as much uh, as I do now from doing the research. But I, I would put him at a five point five before I went into this research. Okay, that's a that's a good place to start. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and do this. Then. Absolutely. So. For a real quick bio, obviously a lot of people already know a good bit about Charlie Sheen, but Charlie Sheen, as many know, was born neither a Charlie nor a Sheen. He was actually born Carlos Estevez on September 3rd, 1965 in New York City to parents Martin Sheen, actual name Ramon Gerardo Antonio Estevez, and Janet Templeton. <laughs> that just always Martin gets Sheen. me. Martin yeah. Sheen. Go, what's Martin Sheen's real name again? His real name is Ramon Gerardo Antonio Estevez. That's crazy. The thing, it wouldn't be so crazy except for that Martin Sheen looks like your neighbor in like, you know, I don't know, Northern Illinois. Uh Yeah, that's exactly right. He doesn't look like an Estevez. No, No. you'd see him shoveling snow out of the driveway, you know. And it actually what's funny too to me is that Emilio Estevez looks less Estevezy than Charlie Sheen does. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I was like, but he decided to stick with it. So uh, Sheen attended Santa Monica High School in obviously Santa Monica, California, along with Robert Downey Jr., where he was a star pitcher and a shortstop for the baseball team. And Charlie, a notorious baseball fan, was apparently pretty good at baseball. Yeah, yeah, sure was. The movie Major League's technical consultant Steve Yeager, a former Dodger, told Mm -hmm. USA Today upon the movie's release, Charlie's 23 and could be a pro player if he wanted to. Charlie told the LA Times in 1989 that the University of Kansas had offered him a scholarship, but that's probably, well... He may have got this the scholarship offer. I don't know. But the in terms of him being a pro ball player, that may be a bit of an embellishment. He said that he was able to pitch in like the low 80s. Um, oh, you're getting roped, brother. Yeah, I was yeah about to exactly. Say, by high school, you if you're if you're a prospect, you can, you're, you're touching you're, 90. Yeah, exactly. You're touching 90. Not yeah. low 80s. But. but it was able to, when he was uh, playing in major league, Ricky Vaughn was somebody that could throw 101 miles per right, hour, yeah. but it made it a little bit more fluent for the sh- for the scenes. It made oh, it a little certainly. bit more believable that he could pitch 80 yeah, miles an hour. Yeah, the average Joe is not throwing 80 miles. The average Joe probably can't throw but 50 miles an hour. And that's like the that. thing. Watching Major League, I was a big baseball player, and mm-hmm. sometimes in sports movies, mm-hmm. you're like, oh my God, watching these guys swing or pitch, like yeah. you throw like a girl. Yeah. He had good form. You yeah, could tell yeah. he knew what he was doing. Yeah, you know? watching Bull Durham with uh, Tim Robbins, you were like, oh, no, no, yeah, no, 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 I'm no. not believing this. But and, well, So that brings up a point, though, because Ken Rizzo of the Mickey Owens baseball school had a different assessment saying that Charlie had post high school abilities, but that he wasn't likely to, to go pro. He said he could have gone to a, a decent division one, a school, but he wasn't going to go to like Stanford or UCLA or something okay. like that. Yeah. But there was another instructor there at the baseball school who said that Charlie may have been able to go pro. So who knows? He obviously was better than the average guy. Maybe he goes pro, whatever. He had some talent for sure. Yeah. But he chose to pursue acting instead, which makes sense considering his father, brother, and his peers at Santa Monica High. You see, at Santa Monica High School, Charlie begins making Super 8 films with his brother Emilio and school friends Rob Lowe and Sean Penn. I mean, is this Beverly Hills 90210? It really is. You know what yeah. I mean? Think about that squad of characters in high school together, man. Yeah, and also knowing Downey Jr.'s penchant for drug use yeah. back then. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. People and forget about that. That was his. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was in the. I mean, that's where everything was born for him in the sense, you yeah. know? Can you imagine hanging out with those guys at a party? Probably pretty cool. I bet you and they had a w- good time. I, w- yeah, I almost like hope they were really cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because of the, the setup they had, you're like, yeah. man, that sounds cool. They could have been pretty lame hanging out in garage trying to write plays and shit. No, but, I don't, no, think, I don't so. think so. <laughs> I mean, I think they partied like, hard during the weekend, but during the week when they were just goofing off, probably getting high. Yeah. They're making these Super 8 videos, which I would love to see some of those That'd if they were funny. still around. Yeah. And honestly, dude, I mean, Santa Monica is just awesome. Like, it's a beautiful place. It's like a nicer stretch of L.A. It's uh, it literally, like you said, like 90210 set up. There's yeah. a lot of money there. It's also 
sort of a beautiful setting or whatever. And, uh, you know, Rob Lowe is like, all those dudes are uh, freakishly handsome dudes. You know I'll give saying? it to him. Yeah. I'll give it Absolutely. to him. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I can only imagine what those parties were like. Oh, but, Sean uh, Penn has an odd face. It's very narrow. Sometimes. Yeah. He isn't like your classically handsome dude. Like with a Rob Lowe where you're like, Rob Lowe looks like a computer program made a handsome guy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, Sean Penn definitely had that more of a, it was kind of maybe more the goofy one out of them. Well, that was when he was in, yeah, in like Fast Times. Fast Times. Yeah. Which was a great movie. Great movie. And uh, yeah, when he was Spicoli, that was his his gig there. But as he got older or whatever, you know, but he, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it would be an interesting thing to hang out with those guys because uh, we wouldn't be getting laid. (laughs) (laughs) They had a lot more chicks at their parties than we yeah. did. I'd at have our to be parties. really fucking funny that night. Like, <laughs> I'd have to really be laying it on, be on my game. Now, uh, just a few weeks prior to his graduation, Charlie's expelled from school, apparently for attendance issues and poor grades. And apparently, someone got a hold of Sheen's high school journal. Nice. And some entries arguably hinted at the problems that would come to the surface in his adult life. Huh. Uh oh. One of the, the entries read quote, Often I feel that I'm going to go crazy. I really don't know why either. Maybe it's because of school or the world we live in today. I know it sounds kind of stupid. But who knows? Maybe someday I'll just go wacko. Well, well, that yeah. was a little bit of uh, premonition, right? Absolutely. That was his first entry. Oh, wow! First right. entry, huh? And he also misspelled wacko. Oh, <laughs> how do you spell it? W h a c k o. So not too bad off. Okay. Yeah. In October nineteenth. 19- What's the right way to spell it? W a c k o. But I get it's one of those words where it's almost like what is that from school? Remember onomatopoeia or whatever? <laughs> isn't isn't is whack w h a c k? You would say that, yes. Yes, but whack. Well, it depends on the context of it. Like if like I'm gonna man, whack that, the table. Okay, that would be w h a c k. Okay, but that person's whack would be w a c k. You know. I think we'll give him a pass on this. <laughs> it's close enough that it's obviously debatable at this point. In October '79, he uh, entry he wrote. People that act so hot should have their mothers raped by seven hell's angels in front of them. Jesus. That's not all. I also think they should be cut in half at a rate of one inch per second and be viciously tortured for three straight days by means of fire. Jesus, man. That's uh, that's That's, pretty demented right there. teenage girl stuff, it sounds like. Yeah, and it's also very calculated. There's a lot of detail in yeah, there. Like yeah, like when you're yeah. mad, you're like, ah, I hope that guy gets hit by a car. It's like lazy thoughts. He's like, no, nah, I want to hook him up to a skill saw and shred his balls. <laughs> Every until, inch. Yeah. I want to make a fucking swim cap out of his nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> and wear his skin. Yeah. So he also talked about how much he loved the women in the notebook. You know, you get the idea, man. His dream vacation was uh, going to Hawaii, and he was going to have a harem of 40 beautiful girls there. Hey, That's his understanding. Probably okay. pretty close, yeah. Anyways, uh, Sheen uh, gets kicked out of school or whatever. He goes on to star in his first big screen role in 1984's Red Dawn. Every 1980s kid's wet dream of combating the Soviet military with your high school pals and a cool as always Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Wolverines! (laughs) Red Dawn. Yeah. Was Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie? No, No. that was Red Sonia. Red Sonia. Yeah. We'll have to cut that out because I no 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 it's oh, a good, no, yeah. it's Red Dawn had uh, a lot of people in it. It was. Did you ever see Red Dawn? I don't think so. Man, yeah, I don't yeah. think I saw Red Dawn either when that I was, was looking at his uh, filmography. Yeah, the premise of Red Dawn is that the Soviets invade and take over the entire United States, but a group of friends in high school somehow managed to combat the entire Soviet army in Colorado. <laughs> nice by All fighting right. them and they're call was their high school mascot. All right. All right. So it's the high schoolers that stop. The USSR, not yeah. the actual American. USSR. No, no Navy yeah. SEALs, no nothing. Yeah, no, just no. Patrick Swayze in a Wolverine's letter jacket. <laughs> oh, okay. Wolverines! <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Actually, that's wolves. <laughs> Wolverines, are the, I don't even know what sound they make. More like a... <laughs> that's probably right. In 1986, his career trajectory goes parabolic with standout roles in, as uh, Randy mentioned, Ferris Bueller's Day Off and yeah. Oliver Stone's Platoon. Platoon, man. It's crazy to see him in those two different roles because in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, he looked much older than he did and was portrayed as being a little bit older in Ferris Bueller. Then you see him in Platoon, which yeah. is was a, a kid. phenomenal movie. He yeah. was the kid. And he looked 18 years old in the jungle, scared as hell. He played the role really well. He did a great job. He did. The whole movie was great. And I think that boost. And I think that totally. happens with, with Charlie a lot is that he's in great movies. He's never like the Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight where the movie succeeds because right. of his performance. Yeah, it's right. just that, okay, he's in a good movie and he did his job. Right. Yeah. Right. 
It's like a lot of the people that are in like De Niro movies. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have an ensemble cast and it pulls it up for you. So following Platoon and Ferris uh, Bueller's Day Off, Sheen would go on to have roles in such notable films as Wall Street. Yeah. Across from uh, Michael Douglas's infamous Gordon Gecko. Again, just yep. like we're talking about. Like Michael Douglas carried that movie. Right. Oh, absolutely. Right. His uh, his one. In fact, that speech he gave where the infamous uh, greed is good speech. Mm-hmm. That was one take. Yeah. One fucking take. That guy did it. Wow. Michael yeah. Douglas is insane. He is, especially yeah. in the 80s and 90s. Oh, yeah. Uh, Young Guns, where Sheen exhibited one of the worst attempts at an accent in major motion picture history, tied with Nick Cage's faux Southern accent in Con Air, and only slightly better than the abortion that was Keanu Reeves' attempt at a British accent in Bram Stoker's Dracula. So Young Guns is a great movie. I love it. it. it oh, yeah, I, I think I loved movie. it because of how old I was when it came out. The premise behind it, the cool, they had awesome music. I mean, dude, Bon Jovi had Blaze of Glory and Young Guns 2. Yeah, dude. The that, whole the whole Young Gun series was cool to me. Yeah, going back and great. watching them, it's okay. It's still it's, it's cool, okay. but it's yeah, it's one of those. It's a cool classic for the time. It's an yeah. '80s cowboy movie set as an '80s action movie. They right. never yeah, run out sure. of bullets. But like I said, with, with Sheen, what always cracked me up was his accent. He's like Billy, Billy, what are you doing, Billy? <laughs> and like I said, maybe the best part was when Charlie Sheen got killed by that guy in the outhouse. So. Yeah. <laughs> I liked Emilio uh, in that movie a lot. Yeah, more. Emilio, Emilio did a Charlie job. Yeah, I think Emilio is probably the better actor of the two. In terms I agree. Of acting or whatever. I but. agree. Although you pair them together as in Men, Men at Work. work. Oh, God, dude. that classic. movie is yes. one of the classics. It, it, it's funny again because we might go back and watch it. I haven't seen that movie in probably ten years. It's true. I haven't seen it. Either. Might go back and watch it. And be like, mm, I remember watching it. it though and being like, I want to be a fucking garbage man. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, like, oh. yeah. I had dreams of like high fiving the trash can lids with my buddies. Yeah, you know. They Made Remember, it look cool. The, made it look fun. They did the golf clap. The clap. Yeah, yeah. That was their, their response, and I was always like, "That's so fucking cool, man." Yeah. So oh man, cool. they made garbage man cool. Yeah, I think that's what we're getting at. Charlie Sheen is not a great actor. He's just at the time, at the time, he seemed really fucking cool. Yeah. And there's uh, also a story from um, on the set of Minute Work. He was telling Emilio that he got in trouble the night before at some bar or something like that. He got into a fight, ran away from the cops or something like that. And the next day on set, he had talked to one of the security guards on the set and he got him to arrest him in the middle of while, while he was doing a scene. And like Emilio was like, holy shit. And then everybody just starts busting out laughing. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice. And, uh, nice. Yeah. So uh, they had a good time on set. Yeah, you know, they, uh, I'm sure it was a good time. Uh, he also did Navy Seals, which I don't think I remember watching it. But again, now talking about going back and watching something now, just even because of the technological advances in right. terms of. Whatever, it's probably pretty funny. Hot Shots and Hot Shots Part Two, love it. Oh, great oh, movies. my god, classics yeah. for the time. He did a good job in those roles too. The just the comedic kind of. Oh, it's not slapstick humor, but more of that spoof humor. He just he yeah. did a good job playing like the deadpan. Yeah, you know, yeah. and being able to do it with a straight face and yeah, yeah. It, classics, man. Absolutely. I love the Hot Shots. Oh, I still remember the trailer of Saddam Hussein catching, sitting by the pool, like drinking a drink. Uh, yeah, and then a big missile just like coming out of the air and <laughs> yeah. flopping into his lap. And the big explosion. I just watched it uh, a couple months ago, and it's still funny as hell. Oh yeah. Oh nice. And of course, he did you know like a bunch of other movies that you'd probably struggle to remember aside from those. But in the late '90s, apparently tired of simple efforts of being an amazing actor, Sheen would try his hand at writing with the absolutely epic and universally respected film No Code of Conduct. Hmm. I don't even remember, don't remember that movie. One, yeah. I think that what really makes the film work was that Sheen shared writing duties with Brett Michaels. Oh, nice. <laughs> Poison? Yeah, you know, the wow. lead singer of Poison fame. Every rose has its thorn. I mean, surely the ability to write lyrically deep works like Unskinny Bop translates into the ability to write a tight police procedural thriller. Look what the sheen dragged in. I can only imagine those two dudes hanging out. A lot of cocaine. Oh, that's oh, what I'm Just girls lined up, coke, liquor. Mm-hmm. Like, you throw it out there. I mean, yeah. A lot going on there, probably. Yeah. So well, they, I mean, was Brett really into cocaine? There's no way he wasn't. <laughs> well, no I know, way. well, I remember there was the big ordeal with CeCe DeVille back in the day right. with Poison. He got kicked out of the band because of all of his cocaine was use. It, was his coke or was his drinking? Yeah, it was coke. Okay. That dude was coked up. I mean, I remember... I actually met Poison back in the day. I remember this. And I was like six years old and we were waiting in the backstage area. And one of the one of the guys that was in charge there, he looked over at my dad and saw my dad and me and this other guy who was like, who brought his son, who was like nine at the time. I was six at the time. Mm-hmm. And they were like, there's no way. Like, do you know what goes on back here? Like in these meet and greet <laughs> sessions? No, we need to pull you off to the side. 
And they pulled us four off to the side, and we actually went into the staging area where the band, they get off stage, they take their showers, and then they come and they probably eat and probably do some coke and shit like that <laughs> before they go into the... Like, At the same time? Well, pro- I mean, like... <laughs> I was, I'm not hungry. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there was probably some that were first, like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, C.C. DeVille, dude, he he saw me and he was wide eyed like a motherfucker. I was wide eyed like a motherfucker. I was six. He went and scooped me up, grabbed me up and was like taking me around to everybody in the band. Bobby Dahl, Brett Michaels, um, the other guy, the other guy. (laughs) And uh, yeah, no, he was like, look at this kid. He's like six years old. And I had a poison cap and it was dirty as hell. And it was from their newest album. And they were like, look, it's, it's, he's got a new hat on. And it's already dirty as hell. Like, this kid's awesome. He rocks it every day. Yeah, no. But, I mean, he was geeked out of his mind. Yeah. I'm sure of it. Looking <laughs> oh, yeah. back at it now. I mean, you're, your, normal, mom, you mean, your mom was probably like, oh, my God. <laughs> Thank God my mom was not there. Yeah. It was just my dad. All right. He was probably like, cool, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, cool, man. Dude. But, yeah, I like to imagine that they had, a, like, a, like, a nursery <laughs> for all the the groupies kids or whatever they live there. they're like go put him in there or whatever you know imagine the nanny they would hire like ooh, like you know yeah. people these days are very particular about who watches their kids but this was back in the 80s like it was oh. probably one of the, the wives or something this like in that the 80s when they're like hey uh go get on your bicycle pick up a pack of smokes <laughs> and a six pack and you go up there with like some cash in your hand like is this for my dad <laughs> Okay. They, would, they would give it to you. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, the cashier would look out in the car, and the parent would just kind of wave. Yeah. Like, yep, give him the beer and the six. That's for me. I'm driving. <laughs> I've been drinking all day. You, I can't you, walk inside. You, I can't even walk a straight line. You can't smell my breath from here. It's okay. <laughs> all right. So, look. Sheen shares writing duties uh, for this movie, uh, No Code of Conduct, with Brett Michaels. And, he, and, of course, he says, well, you know, Brett Michaels can handle the music, too, right? Oh, fantastic. Two birds. One what? badass stone. One paycheck. And he said, give him a fucking acting cameo for fuck's sake. You know what I'm saying? Three birds. Oh, man. Did Brett Michaels oh, make man, it in he, the movie? Yeah. Of course he did. And well, Sheen, the director of the movie, too. I mean, that's what I'm getting to. Oh. And Sheen, notorious for his sage-like foresight, knew that he shouldn't constrict the artistic heavyweight that is Brett Michaels to just writing or music or acting. Oh, no. He knew that to really have a chance at a slew of Academy Awards, he needed to let Brett Michaels direct that motherfucker. Oh, my Hell gosh. Yeah. Hell, yeah. It didn't Obvious matter. choice at this point. Yeah. yeah. It didn't matter that Brett Michaels had literally zero experience as a film director. No, Charlie could feel it. Well, he'd been on all the video sets, you know, so I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, and. How much harder is it? But it obviously paid off. The movie worked out so well that Charlie Sheen would never try to write another movie and Brett Michaels would never write or direct another movie. So, Yeah. It worked out like anyone could expect without a cocaine-induced delusions of grandeur. I could imagine those two dudes calling each other today and talking about those times and just, I would love to be a fly on the wall for that. Oh, man. I want to be a fly on the wall for the writing experience. And And then, like... The fucking cop comes in, right? And the cop had killed the man. The cop is the one that's guilty. Oh, shit. Wait a second. Wait a They're second. all in on it. Wait. Didn't... Isn't the cop investigating? That's exactly it. See, Charlie... That's it. But then the cop breaks out his acoustic guitar Look, and starts singing. He, said, he, he sings the song on the stand to convict himself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the movie obviously did horrible. I found one quick blurb from the, the literally the only review of the film that I could find. Uh, the guy said, quote, basically, unless you have someone who slept with your girlfriend that you want to tie up and torture, uh, I can't <laughs> recommend viewing this thing. Jeez. Actually, I don't even recommend acknowledging that it exists after this point. Hey, guys, if you enjoy what you're hearing, please do us a favor and share or repost our show on your favorite platform. We love and appreciate the support. Now, back to the action. So, of course, Sheen would uh, go on to have a resurgence in his career thanks to taking television roles in shows like Spin City, the already mentioned Two and a Half Men, and Anger Management. In 2011, Sheen had a very public meltdown in which he quit Two and a Half Men and turned his psychotic rants loose on a confused but supportive fan base with a webcast titled Sheen's Corner. Sheen's Corner. Sheen's huh? Corner. Corner. Nobody put Sheen in a corner. That's right. It's not Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood either. It's, it's Sheen's not. Corner. Sheen's it's Corner. got a little more cutting edge. It's so cutting edge that he spelled corner with a K. Oh. Oh. All right. He quit Two and a Half Men because following a wild night in which he trashed a room at the Plaza Hotel, reportedly under the influence of drugs, 
was hospitalized, partied in Las Vegas, got sued by a porn star, and then sued her back for extortion. The execs at CBS wanted the actor to go to rehab and get some help. You know, that's like a completely crazy request. Of course. They're yeah. fucking crazy. And they were paying this guy, what, $1.8 million per episode That's at this right. Point? At the end, at the last season, he was making $1.8. And it was like one point two five is when he broke the record mm-hmm. um, per, episode. per and, episode. And how many episodes per season? Probably... 15, what? 20, 15, 20. No, it was one of the CBS shows, so they're rocking like a lot, I think. I mean, like maybe 25. Oh, maybe, I don't know. But it's a lot of fucking money, dude. You know how much his net worth is? It, I know is what it is funny. nowadays. Yeah. It's now $10 million, $10 million dollars in yeah. 2019. $10 million bucks. He went through it all, man. And plus, because I, I want to say he got signed for something stupid huge on anger management. He also got, yeah, exactly. He got signed up. Anger management, he was making almost as much money, I believe. That's insane. Yeah, so he he likes to spend money. And, but. That, sh- and that show had a hundred episode run yeah. on it. I'll never understand it. I, I mean, I watched Two and a Half Men. It's awful. It was I do awful not like show, it. Dude. And the one thing that I really hated about that show was in the segues, they would, in between segments, yeah. they would do this little... Man, yeah, <laughs> and so you know they had the laugh track going on in the background. Yeah. I mean, like I watched maybe two or three episodes of that, and I just I couldn't watch anymore. And I didn't like the co-star either. What's his name? John uh, Love? Not John Lovitz. I love John Lovitz. John the Ducky from yeah, the yeah. Guy. I know who you're talking the about guy from Two and a Half Men. Yeah, exactly. I did, I wasn't a fan of that guy ever. So it just I I, I watched one episode because I was just like I, I have to see what the allure of this is, and uh, I just didn't get it, man. So one point eight. Per episode at the end of Two and a Half Men, anger management, two million an episode. Oh shit! So he's making more. Two million an episode. And a hundred, he made two hundred four hundred million. Said he took no two million times a hundred episodes. Oh, sorry, I thought uh, two hundred million. It was uh, two million per episode after the hundredth episode was the deal. Oh, okay, I see. Okay, Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, obviously this was all crazy. Beyond doing hours of ranting into a webcam while chain smoking, Sheen goes on to Alex Jones' show and declares that the only drug he's addicted to is winning. And thus, (laughs) and thus the hashtag winning meme was born. I think the saddest thing was the fans cheering him on through what was obviously a mental breakdown or at the very least a run of very public self-harm. Right. Yeah. Uh, although, as a side note, I can kind of see the attraction with some of his wild ass quotes like this one he gave on Good Morning America of all places. Quote, I am on a drug. It's called Charlie Sheen. It's not available because if you try it once, you will die. Your face will melt off and your children will weep over your exploded body. Oh, nice. Jesus. Yeah. So it's like eating fireworks. Yeah. It like. <laughs> What's funny to me is like my mom is like getting her coffee in the morning before she goes to work, watching Good Morning America and coked out of his mainframe. Charlie Sheen is saying that your children will weep over your exploded body. She's like, mm, that's enough television for me. Today. <laughs> but OK, aside from my concern for Sheen as a human being and that meltdown, he does have a long and interesting history that seems to indicate that there's always been a problem. So let's take a look at why Charlie Sheen might be an asshole. And we're going to run through this like a lightning round because it's just like incident after incident after incident. Man. In 1995, Sheen was sued by a woman because according to the filing, quote, the defendant attempted to force Foos, that's her last name, to engage in sexual acts to which she did not consent. The defendant became enraged and struck Foos repeatedly in the head and face for her refusal. Wow. Yeah. Here we go down the dark path. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, reading between the lines. He hires a prostitute and they agree on stuff. He gets really high and then starts wanting more. And she's like, we didn't agree on that. Yeah. And then additionally. Was uh, she, she a Southern hooker? Maybe. Maybe. maybe yeah. That's why she went <laughs> to L.A. She was like, I'm going to make it. And then she Big realized. Dreams. Yeah. She was dreaming about Hollywood being a movie. She ended up in Van Nuys in a studio getting railed. Mm-hmm. Casting couch. That's it. Uh, additionally, Sheen told the woman to leave his home and threatened to have her killed if she reported the incident. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Didn't make good on his promise, I see. No, she's still alive, but we'll get into that in a second. 96, 97. Brittany Ashland filed a lawsuit against Sheen, claiming that on December 20th, 1996, Sheen grabbed her by the hair and slammed her onto the marble floor of his Agora Hills home, knocking her unconscious and splitting her lips so badly that she needed seven stitches. Wow. Wow. What? Did he go to jail for this? Uh, I don't know. We're about to find out. All right. The suit also claimed that Sheen forced her to strip off and dispose of her bloody clothes and threatened to kill her if she told anyone about the assault. Jesus. So maybe that's why she didn't go to the cops. 
little death threat there. Man, I thought he was just a party guy. I was about to say, I don't remember uh, hearing a lot of this stuff, I guess. Well, I mean, I'm sure if a lot of it was back then and settled out of court, I mean, non-disclosure agreements must have been signed at the time. Well, and actually, uh, yeah, I I forgot about this part. He Actually, he was charged. He pleaded not guilty to the charges, but on June 7th, 1997, he entered a plea of no contest to the criminal charges and was sentenced to a one-year suspended prison term and two years probation. Uh, Okay. Okay. Then there's the big scan forward here to 2005. Charlie's then wife, Denise Richards, files a restraining order against him. She details that, quote, respondent then started to approach me. I was still holding Lola. That's his daughter. I put my right hand up to block him and to shield myself and Lola. The respondent pushed me, shoving me with his two hands between my shoulders. I was forced backwards and tripped over one of the children's toys and fell on the floor with Lola. Sam was screaming the entire time and crying. Lola was also crying. When I was laying on the floor, the respondent then pointed his finger at me and screamed, I hope you fucking die, bitch! Jesus. <laughs> I hope you fucking die, huh? See, I hate that. I don't like violence against women, for starters, and especially when they're holding your child. Yeah. You know what I mean? And fuck that. She goes on. She says, I took both girls, sat on the couch, and tried to calm them down. The respondent turned away, and as he was walking out the front door, said to me that he was going to have me killed. He said, quote, you are fucking with the wrong guy. You know, uh, I heard that their divorce, a lot of it was sparked off from the fact that he doesn't believe in vaccinations. Yeah, he's an anti-vaxxer. He went to the Jenny McCarthy school. Weirdo. Yeah, he went to the Jenny McCarthy school of vaccination. Of, of no. medicine? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. The one that doesn't exist? <laughs> Dr. McCarthy. She's like, I went to this uh, GNC and I learned everything I need to know about what to heal my kids. I just need grapefruit seed oil. That's and it. Uh, that's it. Yeah, she goes on though. She says, he told me that, quote, I will never get to court because I will be fucking dead. He told me to enjoy my parents, quote, while they are still around. I took this to mean that he was not only going to do me harm, but also do harm to my parents. In this conversation, I also brought up an old prostitute porn star who he saw by the name of Chloe Jones. I saw on the news that she had died from undetermined causes. When I asked him if he had anything to do with her death, he said that he had, quote, no comment. He repeated, no comment again and again when I asked him. Jeez. Wild. Man. I mean, think about that. It- could you imagine, I mean, just any argument you get into your wife with that you would be like, no comment. Well, <laughs> no well, that, comment. Well, that and he was already gone so hard in the paint already. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill your parents. Yeah. He pretty much pulled out all the stops on that beef he had there. Yeah. He, and enough he went that hard there. it felt that she needed to ask him about a dead prostitute that she knew that he had hung around with. And then he said, no comment. Like I say, no comment all the time. Like my, my wife is like, did you clog the toilet? And I'm like, no comment. And I leave. You know what I'm saying? Well, that and what kind of marriage do you have? If you, your wife knows you hang around prostitutes. Well, and I think like, this is before they were married, to be fair. But yes, yeah, still, you're right. Still, he was hanging yeah. out with a lot of porn stars, adult film actresses back mm-hmm. in the 90s and before her. Actually, that was I want to say like one of his engagements was broken off because of adult film actresses prior to him getting with Denise Richards. That could be the case. Living it up, brother. I hear you. Yeah. 2009. Brooke Mueller Sheen. Brooke Mueller Sheen? I don't know. Mueller? Mueller? Mueller, I think. I know. But I say that from the Mueller report. That's actually Mueller. Oh, that's Mueller? Bob Mueller. Okay. So Brooke Mueller Sheen told police that the actor threatened to kill her after she told him that she wanted a divorce. She said he straddled her on the bed with one hand on her neck and the other hand holding a knife. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. So we're seeing like a pattern of behavior here. Right. And again, I don't remember hearing a lot of this, like either as it happened or when they went to court or it it may have been one of those like TMZ things you don't give a fuck about. I was about about. to say, in all honesty, we don't, I mean, I'm speaking for myself, but I'm sure you guys fall in the same category here. Like I don't watch a lot of stuff on celebrities, No. but this should still make the news, I guess. Right. Yeah. It depends on what kind of news, I guess. Yeah. But I also remember, uh, what was it back in like 1990? Sheen accidentally shot his fiance Kelly Preston in the arm. Yeah, yeah. And she broke off the engagement soon after. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> now she to this day she says that it, that he didn't shoot her. She says that she was reaching into his jeans and that the gun went off, which the guy has some like cut off denim jeans with a fucking <laughs> like a 70s detective pistol in it. <laughs> I mean, my wife gets mad at me all the time if I, you know, she's like, there's another lighter in the dryer. Clank, 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 clank. Yeah. <laughs> He's got like a legit fucking uh, Columbo gun in there. And it, shot, and it shot Kelly Preston, the now wife of John Travolta. 
Oh, wow. That poor woman has been through so much shit. She has Gosh. Charlie Sheen maybe shot her or she shot herself with his gun. And then she's got to live with John Travolta, who is absolutely gay <laughs> and, uh, and crazy and crazy as fuck. Like. He's not violently crazy. He's just crazy that he believes that, like the Xenu thing with Scientology, and he's gay. <laughs> just be gay, Travolta. It's okay. Like we'll love you anyways. I don't like any of your movies, but I feel like I would respect you a lot more if you just admitted that you were in the gym picking dudes up, and you know, give Kelly Preston a pass, man. Let that girl go. Allegedly, gay. allegedly, <laughs> he's gay. Fuck that. He's gay. Oh, man. 2010, Sheen attacks an escort, Capri Anderson, in a New York hotel room. I think that was actually one of the things that sparked a lot of the stuff for Two and a Half Men closing out. Ah, okay. Uh, 2011, Brooke Mueller claims that Sheen threatened to cut her head off and, quote, put it in a box and mail it to her mother and texted that he wanted to murder his Jewish manager. Man, what's in the he's box? Got, he's got a lot of fucking detail. He, that's one thing we already touched on earlier. He 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 goes hard with the details. Yeah. yeah. Think cut. about that quote I had earlier where he yeah. said about his drug and how it explodes your bodies and stuff like that. I mean... Honestly, there is a, a real nice flair to that description. You know what I'm saying? Like, he could write a novel that would be hilarious, except for he's using that ability to make death threats to, like, every woman that he fucks. Right. Yeah, I was about to say, like, uh, is Allegedly. everything, like, coming off as, like, a movie scene in his head? Like, how could this be the most dramatic scene right now? Like, the worst Boom! movie, yeah. Yeah. He's, I was thinking about you last night, girl, and honestly, I just kept getting this movie in my head. You ever seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs> well, that's what, and I was just thinking the same thing is when he goes off, you know, gets fucked up. It sounds like he's either an asshole or hard to be around or just kind of a douche because they're all like, all right, we're good. I'm out. And that's when he pulls out the I'm going to fucking kill you card. Yeah. And it's tough to walk from that. Uh, for some people, I imagine, you know, that uh, maybe have financial insecurity. And then you have a guy there that's worth at the time, you know, a couple hundred million dollars. And you're like, well, you know, he had a bad night, you know, I, I don't know. But the text, what does he, breakfast look like the next day? You know, like what's conversation at the breakfast table? Oh, I yeah. imagine that he hasn't slept. I was about to say probably the <laughs> dinner table because he's up all the next yeah. day. Yeah. But the, she also claimed that he text her a message that he wanted to murder his Jewish manager. Quote, I must execute Mark B like the stupid Jew pig that he is. Why you got to bring oh, the wow. Jews into it, man? I don't know, what but here's an interesting do? thing, too. He does love to hang out with Alex Jones, and Alex Jones buys into the whole Jewish cabal, runs the world thing. So when you think about it like that, like in context, you're like, this is plausible. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I didn't know he hung out with Alex Jones. Yeah, he would call in and like he always talked about like I remember the 9/11 conspiracy. Oh, he's shit. a big 9/11 oh, yeah. yeah, truther so, guy. Yeah, yeah. Of course. I mean, and Alex Jones latches on to anybody like that. Like, uh, oh yeah, here's a celebrity that agrees with me. He's also an expert at threatening to murder Jewish managers and beating women up. But yeah, whatever, dude. So she, uh, his, you know, Brooke Mueller or whatever, also like Denise Richards files a restraining order, which is granted. In 2012, according to a police report filed with the LAPD, Sheen threatened to shoot a man to death with a Super 90 semi-auto shotgun. Whoa. Yeah. The man told police he had a bad falling out with Charlie recently and learned that Sheen vented about him in a text to a woman that read, quote, I'll blow his head off with my Super 90. Oh, wow. I know. It sounds like it would be kind of fun, like it's a Super Soaker match. <laughs> you know? Oh, I can't wait to get that guy with my, with awesome my Super 90, my new Nerf gun. I'll tag him across the yard. Now you're trying to paint the wall with that guy's head. Yeah. yeah. 2014, Charlie goes to the dentist like any normal person might, except according to a lawsuit filed by the dental technician, this being Charlie, he doesn't act like a normal person. She claims that in the examination room, a nitrous oxide mask was placed on Sheen. He then, quote, ripped off the mask and jumped out of the chair, causing the dental instruments to fall to the floor. Then the actor yelled, I'm going to fucking kill you. What? Jeez. The dentist? The dental assistant? Like, yeah. what did she do? Yeah. Sheen is then alleged to have grabbed, her name was uh, something Palestinos, uh, grabbed her left breast area and pulled her scrubs as well as forcefully punched her in the chest. Holy crap. The de Man. He must, yeah, he must have been fucked up. He's going to just beat the dental assistant up. I mean, when I go in, I'm trying to get the fuck out of there, stat, go in, get checked out, get cleaned up, and on my way. I don't want yeah. any other news noise yeah when you go to the dentist it's in out and as quick as possible but 
Never crossed my mind if I can get gassed and beat the dental assistant up. My mouth is already numb from all the coke I've done. I don't yeah. need any of this yeah. gas, bitch. <laughs> I'll be honest. It drives me nuts when I go to the dentist and they talk to me. Well, yeah, like, how are you supposed God. to talk to them? I you know what I mean? Like, they know this. Yeah, I was like, you deal with this every day. Why are you? You can talk at me. That's the only time in my life where I'm like, feel free to just talk at me. You can say whatever you want because obviously you have a sharp metal instrument that's jabbing at my gums. But don't ask me questions about how my weekend was when you have like a fluoride treatment. In exactly. Yeah. No, I'm right there with you. Our guys have the little TVs above you. And they're like, what do you want to watch on TV? You can never even it see it. It doesn't fucking matter yeah. because I sit and talk to you the whole fucking time. Well, that and they're leaning in with their lights. So you can't see the TV. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and put fucking house hunters on. Sounds it's always good. house hunters. Yeah. yeah it's, it's house hunters. HGTV. Yeah. There was one time where a guy had put on a really funny movie. It was, you know, you go in there on like an afternoon and it's like the like the afternoon matinee or some shit. I can't remember what movie it was, but it was funny. But there was also a lot of swearing in it. So I'm sitting there and the dude's working on me. And, you know, the dentist comes in or whatever. And the guy on the on the movie is like, what a goddamn asshole or whatever. <laughs> and I can see the dentist like cringe. He was like, oh, and then he keeps trying to work. But the swear words just keep coming. And then, and then he slowly just sort of like changes the channel. And I was like trying to, I'm like. <laughs> it's like an Andrew Dice Clay comedy special. Yeah. You know? On top of that, I was like, I'm laughing. How I can't, I have a, like my mouth is like smaller. So they're always like putting like bite blocks in, to like open it up, you know? And I'm like, all right. So I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm laughing my ass off here at this movie, and it's just bad. That's why I put it on house. He, he looks up at the the dental assistant. He's like, cancel IFC. God yeah, damn it. this is ridiculous. <laughs> hey everybody, hope you're enjoying the show. As you mindlessly scroll through your phone while waiting in line for coffee, like us on all your favorite social media platforms. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at AHC Podcast. Thanks for your support. Back to asshole court. Oh, man. 2015. Sheen is sued by a woman for exposing her to HIV. Yikes. Here we go. Down the hiv path. Yeah. She claims they initially used condoms, but that Sheen pushed for unprotected sex. After they have unprotected sex for the first time, according to her, Sheen decides that's when it's time to unload. Oh, by the way, I'm HIV positive. Gives her two pills to prevent transmission. What? Whoa, man. Fuck. Can you imagine the feeling of that woman? After terrified. you get done, yeah, absolutely, just terrified. Like, what the fuck? Then he's like, "Here's the morning after pill, right, for it's, HIV." And it's like, uh, you know, the walk of shame when you're walking home with your HIV. Pre- yeah. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. it's the uh. ultimate walk of shame. And it would be one thing too, and this isn't like any sort of uh, excuse for that. But I'm saying, like, they had hooked up multiple times before this. She says, and he kept pushing for it. So it would be one thing if he was like, "It's still horrible to gotcha. do this." Yeah, it would be horrible to do this. To, like if you were like oh i got totally wasted oh and by the way i forgot to tell you this i mean that's shitty anyways but he knew the whole time when they were hooking up repeatedly pushes her to have unprotected sex and then at the end it's like oh yeah shit i got hiv but don't worry here's two pills whatever you'll be fine call me in the morning here's yeah. sue call me in the morning that magic same- johnson was fine so i yeah. mean you'll be fine don't worry about it the same year on mother's day Sheen goes on to social media to call his ex-wife, Denise Richards, and mother of his children, quote, the worst mother alive in a, quote, washed up piglet shame pile. She definitely doesn't seem to fit that description. No. Not you at know all. what I mean? Like, yeah, she seems like a good woman overall. Yeah. I don't know her. I'm not, you know, but. She seems I'm going to take her than, side over Charlie's side. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, exactly. It, if it, like I said, if, if she was the only one claiming this and everybody else is like, no, dude, it's not like that at all. Then you're like, all right, well, that's, you know, OK. But every woman that he interacts with in a in a long term relationship, it's this. In fact, 2016 restraining order number three. Man. And, you know, usually the guys that we kind of dissect on this show that have this you know, disposition to go after women in a sexual assault type manner might've had some sort of issue when they were a kid. Right. Yeah. You hear nothing about Charlie Sheen's upbringing that would have, you know, no told you that this was to be his behavior later in life. Absolutely not. In fact, you can see a lot of times, because honestly you, you have a perfect experiment, a science experiment. Emilio Estevez is nothing like this. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all. You're right. Nothing like this. Good call. It would be one thing if it was an only child and like nobody knew who Martin Sheen was. And I don't know who Martin Sheen was, but he seems like a reasonable guy. And then obviously Emilio Estevez is a reasonable guy. 
he has another brother and a sister that yeah. you've heard nothing they about. They cast Martin Sheen as the president. I mean, that's right. That's, yeah. yeah, that's how straight I mean, edge. Now, I know Martin Sheen did have a problem with drinking and substance abuse <laughs> back in the day. In fact, during the filming of Apocalypse Now, he actually had a heart attack from like drinking really? that, that famous scene where he's losing his mind in the hotel room with the whatever with the lights going yeah, on and, and yeah, the helicopter the the fan yeah, yeah. sounds like right in the beginning when he's in I think it was the Nang or something like that whatever I don't know but he actually filmed that like live like he was completely fucked up and smashed that mirror and cut his hand really bad but post apocalypse now Martin Sheen realized he had a problem addressed it and whatever and then again, like I said, you know, uh, Amelia Estevez is like, seems like a normal guy. The other family members seem normal. And you can see Martin Sheen when he talks about Charlie. I think he actually made a joke one time in one of his last marriages. He was just like, whatever, dude. The Sheen wears off. Yes. Oh, it does. nice. A pun. Are you like that? Deep pun. Yeah, I was so, at a loss for words there and pulled one out. It was like magic. So yeah, his third that I'm aware of, there's probably more, but his third restraining order his then fiance Scottine Ross accused a TV star of abusing her physically and emotionally while he used drugs and alcohol, as well as negligently exposing her to HIV after he was infected. Again, yeah, and the whole thing I with the HIV is he claims to have told a. I think they said there's been over 200 sexual partners he's had since, since. he's contracted. Yeah, and B. He says that he has told every single one of them nope. up front before, right before. They had sex that he was HIV positive. Now, all right, I'm just spitballing here. If you are about to sleep with Charlie Sheen and he tells you I'm HIV positive, how many of those people hit a fucking U-turn and they're like, not today, brother, not not me, you know? Do you think 200 people would have gone through that? You know what I mean? When he says, I told everybody, I, I'm i calling bullshit. I don't think there's 200 people think, in the right mind that would, yeah, go, oh, yeah, no, he's got HIV, all. let's do it. He says I won't contract it, you know. Yeah. He may have told some of them, but it's obvious because there's lawsuits that yeah. say that he oh, didn't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah. Know? And then, you know, Scottine Ross said that he exposed her to it. And the other girl said that he exposed her to it. And then on top of that, she claimed that on numerous occasions, Sheen held an unloaded gun to her head during a car ride and pulled the trigger. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's not scary at all. Yeah, no. No, not the slightest. Yep. Typical driving you know yeah speaking of guns and we talked about him shooting his uh girlfriend earlier right yeah we know an idiot that shot himself <laughs> that is true <laughs> yeah we do yeah he was uh much like charlie sheen a little fucked up and we weren't none of us were there so disclaimer um but yeah had the gun acting like a fucking idiot trying to be uh billy badass and the fucking gun went off and he shot himself in the hand yeah yeah absolutely true. people do it all the time yeah right? oh yeah, yeah. plexico burris yeah, that's Ended right. Ended a lucrative NFL career. Well, walking he, up the stairs in the club. Gun went wearing off. Wearing sweatpants with a pistol <laughs> yeah. in it. Like, he's like, honestly, like, Plexico Burris wearing sweatpants to a club with a pistol in it is like I was when I was, like, seven on a Saturday morning cartoons with a cowboy pistol in my sweatpants. <laughs> I don't understand why you would ever think that's okay. You know right. I mean? The waistband is not going to hold a I don't know if you guys have never held a pistol. They're pretty heavy. An elastic waistband from a pair of champion sweatpants ain't carrying that shit, bro. Nope. That's why you have a holster, man. Right. You wear a belt. That's why. It's leather. It holds it up. Gun, gun weighs, what, five pounds, you think? Uh, Some of them. So it a couple weighs on, yeah, one or two. You know, yeah, but yeah. Enough that it's going to slip through and blow your balls off like a plexiglass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, his balls weren't blown off, but he shot himself in the thigh, so... Yeah, so yeah, uh, Sheen holds guns to uh, his girlfriend's head, Scottine Ross, his fiance. She leaves him. Charlie Sheen finds a new girl. 2017. Sheen is allegedly caught on tape in Mexico throwing his girlfriend's makeup in his fire and screaming at her. My only regret is your fucking face isn't here melting with this shit, you fucking $2 whore. Jeez. Oh, we're just seeing a pattern. You know? You know. The entire thing is one. It's like it's almost like a computer program. Yeah. Are you with girlfriend? Threaten death. Are you with girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> if if girlfriend are you. <laughs> equals threatened death. <laughs> it's yeah, an Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, and, you know, that's just the violence that he deals with. There's other things that uh, are really questionable, like his uh, infamous charity philanthropy efforts. Oh, man, there's a lot of those, actually. Yes, he had uh, promised to donate money to a, a Canadian charity called Organization for Bipolar Affective Disorders. Of course, he says he doesn't suffer from bipolar disorder. He's suffering from winning or whatever the fuck. 
But anyways, yeah, so the he promised he would pay this money. It didn't happen. They had to like track him down. Oh man. Say, it's like Scott's tots. You yeah. know. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. When they did track him down, yeah, this is the guy, like I said, that at one point had a net worth of hundreds of millions of dollars. He eventually got tracked down and shamed into actually giving the money, and he gave five thousand eight hundred and eighty six dollars. What uh, is that? Like the quarter out of his pocket? You know what I it's mean? It's even less than that. Right. That's that's ridiculous. It's and where did he come up with that number? Who knows? So they tried that. Then um he pledged to donate one million dollars to a US military charity and promised to donate more if his new television show, Anger Management, became a hit. This is in twenty twelve. But in 2017, uh, according to insiders, the reason why he said he would make such a generous donation was because at the time his career was heading for doom and amid his drug-related scandals, he was desperate to rehabilitate his image. Okay. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. I don't know if he ever paid that, though. So uh, I read some things about him actually donating some money yeah. and being, you know, giving some back, I guess I yeah. should say. The equivalent is like when I check out at the grocery store and they're like, you want to round up? Do you want to give a dollar? I'm like, yep. Because it feels like you can't say no, and then it, part of me is like, this shit should be illegal. <laughs> it's not that I don't want to help, it's just you're putting me on the spot, because, and that's why they do it, because you're in line with other people. In all fairness, here's the deal. I'm happy to, to donate the things that I believe in. I do research on organizations that I believe do good, right? Sure. I don't know who these people are, and right. they're saying, like, do you want to donate to this? But my immediate instinct is that I don't want to look like an asshole. So I do. And I assume that they're doing the right things or whatever. But it also feels like you're putting me on the spot and you're not giving me the, like ample time and fairness to actually check into what this organization actually does. The next thing you know, you'll be in line. Like, do you want to round up or donate a dollar to the human fund? And you're like, wait, hang on a second. I recognize the human fund. What is the human fund? That was the made up charity organization that George Costanza had on Seinfeld <laughs> and he gave as Christmas gifts to all of his co-workers a donation in their name to the human fund God, and um, and then the boss came back to him and said George these were great gifts the company actually has some extra money and we need to do some charitable things so we're going to give a check for $25,000 or whatever to the human fund and um, then they did the research on the company <laughs> he brings George in the office and he's like George um, we did some research and there's no such thing as the human fund. Uh, and then, yeah, it just goes from there. But yeah, the human fund We need fund to get is, you a podcast on Seinfeld. I'm telling you, I could roll through them, man. I could roll through them. All right. So that's basically what I've got for Charlie Sheen. There's a lot more, but like, obviously we're constrained for time. So I'm just, there you go. I think that pretty much spells out the picture. All right. So I always seem to bring these up at the end of the show. But uh, Sheen has dabbled in a couple of business adventures that That's true. Oh yeah, kind of stuck out. In 2006, he launched a children's clothing line called Sheen Kids. I am just not sure where in the hell Charlie Sheen came up with the idea to make a children's clothing line. He has kids. He I has, think I think, it was five. Or he has a couple kids, and he has a grandkid. He's a grandpa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Could grandpa. you imagine if Charlie Sheen was your grandpa? Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he's he's got kids, and I do believe he came up with this idea on a coked out Saturday night with him and Denise Richards. You know what I love, babe? Kids' clothes. You know, I've always been I've been a snazzy dresser. You always dress our been. kids so cute. What if just, we design the clothes? Why are you buying those clothes? We should make our own clothes. We Actually, do, I'm getting a clothes company. Everybody loves me. I'm gonna put the Sheen name on it. They'll fucking buy it. They're they're gonna love it. Just give me a drink, Winnie. If you don't give me a drink, I'll fucking kill you. Now, just, <laughs> I'll show you this picture of these kids' sweaters, bitch. Speaking of putting the sheen on it, you guys know about Nickasheen? No, what? I love the name, though. Nickasheen. Sheen was announced as the face and partner in Nickasheen, a line of disposable e-cigarette and related products. They okay. should have never gave you Sheen's money. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of every time I hear this shit. This guy just has too much time on his hands. Nickasheen. Yeah. It's a great name. It's though. pretty yeah, clever. No, I'll like give that. him credit for that one. But yeah, kids clothes, e-cigs. Yeah, I, those are only I can see I him doing the e-cig. He is a total e-cig guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. The kids clothes is fucking weird. It fits weird. the brand. The yeah, kids, the kids clothes, clothes is weird. not so much, but yeah. yeah. like That's e on brand. Yeah, I could. Absolutely. And yeah, have one of the, the jewels or whatever. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All day. But yeah, just thought I'd throw that in there. Charlie Sheen as a grandpa has made kids clothes 
And uh, it's not. I suppose it's not Easter too line. shocking. This is a grandpa because when you think about it, I think he's damn near sixty years old now, right? Yeah, uh, he's like fifty-five, sixty. Almost. Well, at, at the end here, I should mention that he did do one good thing, which was that him coming out and explaining that he was HIV positive actually increased. HIV testing by a massive percentage. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, the, did, yeah. the Charlie Sheen effect. Yeah, it's it a whole. True. It's a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. They mentioned that him coming out and saying that actually spurred more sales of HIV home tests than it made a bigger impact than what the UN could do over a year's time. That tells me yeah, people he said, slept with. <laughs> during, <laughs> <laughs> so during the three weeks following his disclosure about being HIV positive. There were about 2.75 million more searches than expected that included the term HIV, and 1.25 million searches were directly relevant to the public health outcomes because they included search terms for condoms, HIV symptoms, or HIV testing, e.g. get HIV tested. A later study found Sheen's disclosure corresponded with a 95% increase in over-the-counter at-home HIV testing kits. Wow. Inadvertently did something good. Right, yeah, yep. absolutely, absolutely. Yep. So there See you good go. And bad. That's it, man. We got Charlie Sheen. Unless you guys have anything else. No, that's about it from my end. No, nah, just reading about when he had the stroke from shooting coke. Yeah. Um, what year was that? That was... 98? 98. That would actually explain a good bit. Uh, well, you would say that, but obviously there was violent tendencies and stuff prior to that. But yeah, yeah it did seem to exacerbate. Because honestly, let me go back through here. The first two instances that I brought up of his uh, violence... Was it like 95, 96, 97? Mm-hmm. But then it literally skips to 2005, right? Yeah, you got to imagine that there was a lot of shit that went on during that time, but it just was, you know, maybe just out of the limelight. Right. Well, but also at the same time, it's like you, if you place it in that timeline, him ODing on Coke in 98. 98. Post 98 is when shit really goes sideways. Like he, there mm-hmm. was, I think the tendency was already there mm-hmm. in the mid 90s. You see that violence there and stuff like that. But post 98 is when it just goes haywire. So maybe, but anyways, that's it. So let's give our final uh, scores on Charlie Sheen. All right. Well, uh, I'll jumpstart this. Yeah. All right. Going into this show, I didn't realize how violent he was towards a lot of women, just a lot of the threats that he did. And, I'm not even 100% sure that he didn't kill somebody at this point. The hooker. Yeah. The hooker. I I mean, no comment repeatedly. You know, it might have been for effect with Denise at the time. It could have been, you know, just he was on a coke binge and drunk out of his mind and, you know, could have been for effect. But I'm not 100% sure that he did not kill somebody. So I don't look favorably upon him abusing women, especially when. One of them is your wife that's holding your child right. that you cause to fall over and potentially hurt not only the your wife, but also your child at the same time. And drug addiction is horrible and it can have a lot of consequences and side effects. But you look back at his history and even just into his journal when he was in high school. I mean, he mm-hmm. has he had a screw loose back then and it just manifested as he got older. So I'm going to have to say. Charlie Sheen, my final asshole score for you is going to be a 7.5. 7.5 for Buddy. Yeah, I'm going to have to jump him up to a 7.5 from a 5.0 just based on everything that he did. Randy? All right, good. So I also, kind of in line with Buddy, I did not realize how much violence he had going on, especially towards the ladies. Definitely will skew your score a little bit. Sure. With that being said, I, I still am a fan of his movies, his acting. He was funny. I definitely don't look up to him, but you thought his character is really cool. Like I said, Ricky Vaughn was a total badass, but I'm going two point jump, two point jump all the way up to a 7.0. 7.0, huh? All right. So I feel that he is tough because like, obviously like we know Don King, we know John Gotti, we know those guys have bodies. Those are shows that we've done previously. So I'm trying to gauge this here. He may have killed somebody though. So might have killed the hooker. He might have done it. I, he maybe he didn't. But I think he did. <laughs> well, it's it's, it's possible. Is it? It's allegedly. I should say, it's allegedly. allegedly. With everything we know, it's plausible, right? It's plausible. Like it wouldn't. What that means basically is like if news came out next week that they were like, "We've pinned this murder on Charlie Sheen," nobody here would be shocked. 
After what we just heard, right? Not at all. So plausible would be the way to describe it. So I am going to I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go I'm gonna go with Buddy on this one. I'm gonna give him a seven point five. So that's gonna bring Charlie Sheen's final asshole rating to a seven point three repeating. Seven point three three for Charlie Sheen. There you go. And uh, that's it. Awesome. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Let us know if you want to hear a specific character that might find themselves in our courtroom one day. All right. So that wraps it up, guys. Charlie Sheen. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to hear more of Asshole Court, find us anywhere you download your favorite podcasts. Give us a good rating on your favorite platform. It really does help. You'll definitely want to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at AHC Podcast. We'd love to hear from you, depending on what you have to say. So, until next time, remember the golden rule, and don't be an asshole, or you might find yourself on Asshole Court.